0: Back it up with J B. Hey Bingers, JB, back it up binge studios for a post mortem on the Dolphins loss to the Chiefs in the wild card round. 26-7 loss. But before we get there, a couple of housekeeping items. Number one, please hit that follow button here on Spotify. Head over to my YouTube channel. Give me a subscription there. Channel's growing in both spots. Appreciate the support. Before we dive into the game, again, the Dolphins lose. Everybody knows 26 to 7, all the same cliches, all the same narratives. They can't beat a winning team. They're not good in the cold weather. Is two of this? Is two of that? Is McDaniel this? Is McDaniel that? Let's talk about the NFL first. The NFL as an organization made $18.6 billion in revenue last year. 18.6 with a B, billion dollars. We get to the playoffs this year. They do something different. They turn to Peacock. Peacock pays them $100 to $110 million for the exclusive rights to broadcast this game. $110 million. Now, if you're a finance guy like me, $110 million, it's a rounding error. It's a lot deeper the motivation of the nfl to do this deal they know that broadcast rights they're moving to subscription they're moving to streaming and everybody who sits there and says well this is my team it's only six dollars i'll just buy it i'll subscribe i'll cancel it it'll be free by the way you keep doing that free thing they're going to catch on first three six months three four weeks whatever it will be they'll charge you for it again will people care about five ten bucks no but it's the principle of it. You keep buying into this model, eventually it becomes the model. There will come a time when the NFL is smart enough to know that they sell the subscription rights, people will buy into it because the ratings are there, and these free games, these local games, the Giants in New Jersey, the Dolphins down in Miami, that are broadcast for free, the home team, you're going to have to pay for them. Now look, I'm all about free market. The NFL is a business. You want to put out a product there, who's going to buy it? There's an elasticity of demand. First off, I think the NFL is oversaturated now. You basically can turn on the TV, and if things work out right, weather turns bad, you could have a game almost every day of the week. Just way too much. And the games are thrown out there during the week, not very good. So eventually, this whole, well, it's your team, it's $6, I'll just cancel it. Eventually you're going to be paying all the time for this. So for me, I did not get it. Did not pay the money, refused to. And at the end of the day, I saw a stat where all that money they made from Peacock, the NFL distributes that out to teams. The estimate, $1.8 million for each team. Meanwhile, you ticked off half your NFL fan base about having to pay for a game at NFL playoff time to watch it. Again, I'm a businessman. You want to throw the product out there, that's fine. NFL All the more power to you, buddy. But I could tell you this, I'm not paying for it. I'm paying money to watch a product that I know the outcome of already. Yeah, I know you got to play the game. That's why they play the game. But at the end of the day, anyone thought Miami was going to go in there, into KC, face Mahomes, first round of the playoffs, in that kind of weather, and win? Never going to happen. I said 21-17. A little worse than that. But I said Miami was going to lose and they did. So let's get into the game a little bit here. Pre game, I had made some points on what I thought the Dolphins had to do to stay in this game. Don't make dumb mistakes. No dumb penalties. Keep going north. Don't go south. Control time of possession. So let's look at some of those. As far as dumb mistakes, Dolphins had eight penalties for 62 yards, three of which, three of those penalties, gave the Chiefs a first down. So there's number one they failed at. Number two, run the ball, control the clock. McDaniel's play selection, 39 passes, 18 runs. We'll get into that a little bit too. So don't say just because they were behind, they became pass heavy. It's also the time of the game, the position in the game when he was calling certain plays that didn't make sense. Keep going north, I said, right? 1 for 12 on 3rd down conversions. They started out 0 for 7. Chiefs were 6 for 15 on 3rd down. They kept the chains moving. Dolphins were 3 for 6 on 4th down conversions. And the Chiefs were 1 for 1. But again, 3rd down conversions, 1 for 12. And as far as time of possession, they lost that. Chiefs ran 75 plays. Dolphins ran 59. 16 less figured out average drive is five to seven plays maybe seven to eight you're talking two three drives right there time of possession gets skewed back in the favor of the dolphins they limit the points by the chiefs they lost the time of possession battle approximately 34 minutes to 26 so they held the ball eight minutes less than the chiefs so they failed there you know you can say what you want about the dolphins d They've been decimated by injuries. Both edge guys are gone. They were signing guys like Melvin Ingram two weeks ago. They signed this other guy just this week. Throw them into the action. They kept the Dolphins in the game for as long as they could in those conditions for the offense to take over and do some and the offense failed again. Let's talk about the offense. Two things stand out to me in this game. Number one, About seven and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Down 13-7. They're still in this game. Down by six points. D's keeping them in the game like I said. Bend but don't break. Keep them out of the end zone after that first drive. The Chiefs keep them out of the end zone. Remember I said control the clock. Grind it out. McDaniel starts out with four straight runs by Mostert. Gets a first down in the process. Here's a third and two runs a pass play, incomplete, runs a fourth and two, goes forward on fourth down. It's fourth down, two yards to go, less than two yards to go. He calls a pass again, incomplete, turnover on downs. Someone who's supposed to be committed to the run, who even said he was going to be, why are you calling pass plays? Here's point number two. He starts out the second half. We get the ball coming out of the locker room. Here's his play selection. We're down 16-7. Not not out of the game. You got 30 minutes left. You're down two scores. Easily come back. D's keeping you in it. Come out of the locker room. Second half. Down nine. Here's his play selection. Pass. 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 Punt. So you got an incomplete. 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 Punt. Three and out. Talk about a momentum killer. I'm sure that locker room was all pumped up. Talking about what they were going to do. They come out. Three and out. I've always questioned McDaniel's play calling. Look, I'm not on the sidelines. I'm not there 15 hours a day. I get it. I'm a casual fan in a sense that I'm not there in the thick of things. But Barry Jackson, who's a beat reporter for the Miami Herald, wrote a very interesting article last night, right after the game. And here's one of the things he pointed out. Hill, Waddle, A-chain. I mean, those are three legitimate burners big part of the dolphins offense all year. In the first 26 plays, they touched the ball only 7 times. So again, who's calling the plays, who you getting involved the other 19 plays? What happened? Where are those guys? They're non-existent. Again, head scratching. I've been saying this since last year in the playoffs. They're against the Bills, fourth and short, less than a yard, he goes into shotgun. Just run the ball. As a team, they averaged over five yards a carry for the season. They had a thousand-yard rusher in Mostert, HN, almost eight yards a carry. I think he was seven, eight on the year. In that weather, you run in the ball four straight plays to Mostert, and you call two straight passing plays. Don't I? I, I just don't get it. Here's another interesting point from that article. Miami is the only team in the NFL this season not to get a touchdown from their tight end. So there's a need they're going to have to fill next year. You need that threat up the middle to take away the coverage on the outside, or at least loosen up that coverage on the outside. You don't have that seam threat. Changes the whole defensive setup. Look, I, I understand everyone's going to pin a lot of the blame on Tua. He's the quarterback. It starts there. A lot of this is on him. There were plenty of plays last night where that two-second read was taken away and he looked lost. He looked uncomfortable, pump faking it, throwing incompletes. So as the leader, as the QB, he's going to take a lot of the blame and rightfully so, but not all of it. If you listen to his post-game press conference, he's talking about miscommunication. His communication coming in from the sidelines. This is two seasons with these two guys at the head of the offense, McDaniel and Tua, and they're still confused in the playoffs, fix it. This is basic football. You can't call the play. You can't get it in from the sidelines. You can't run the play right or give yourself enough time to run that play. And here's another thing. You're in the playoffs. And again, it's not all to fault here. You had Cedric Wilson line up wrong, illegal formation penalty. Bring it back five. Later on in the game, clock's running down. He's trying to get the snap off. He's directing Cedric Wilson where to line up. How do you not know where to line up if you're on the Dolphins at this point in the season? It's embarrassing. This game was winnable at certain points within the game. It just got away from them. The D tried valiantly. The D gave it a great shot. They tried. They kept them in the game. But eventually, it's Mahomes. It's the weather. It's the play calling. It's the decision making on the field, all combined for another loss in the playoffs and another season gone by the wayside for my Dolphins. In 24 seasons since 2000, they've only made the playoffs six times, so 25% of the time. The last time they won a playoff game, December 2000, they won 23-17 at home against the Colts. Jay Fiedler was their quarterback, 19-34 for 185. And Lamar Smith, this is where he ran it 40 times for 209 yards and they beat Peyton at home, came back the next week and lost. The last time they won a playoff game on the road was the season before in 99. They beat the Seahawks 20 to 17 in Seattle. Marino 17 to 30, 196. And here's the name from the past. Leading rusher, JJ Johnson, 27 carries, 86 yards. And you remember, they won that game. They went to Jacksonville the next week and got blown out 62-7. to So that was another tough one to take. So again, another season ends. Same way. The hype, the expectations, the disappointment. Incredible. Another playoff loss. Not going to get into all the details of the game. Everybody saw it. If you paid for it. (laughs) If you paid for it. So look, it was disappointing. I'm disappointed. You move to the offseason now. What are you going to do? So there's a ton of decisions to make. Start at the top, the owner. What's he do with Greer? Personally, I think he's going to keep him one more year. So we go to the next level here. We go to McDaniel. Young coach. I think he's got a lot of potential for the future. Unfortunately, Miami's catching him in his first two years as a coach. So he's got to work out a lot of the kinks. He's got to get that experience. He's got to know how to read and react situations two years in. He's got a winning record. He's made the playoff two years in a row. He's lost both, but he's got us in there. Again, think about that. 2000 to now, 24 seasons. You're only in there six times, 25% of the time. He's been in there twice. He also has the trump card here of injuries. I know it's not an excuse, but it is a reality. I mean, literally half his defense have been out. So he gets a little bit of a trump card there to play next season. Now, the last two seasons for the Dolphins in December and January, this is the thing that bothers me. It's not where you start a season. It's where you end it. December and January records combined under McDaniel, four and 10. They're one and four in January. That's playoff time. He had some regular season games drip into January, but that's when it's playoff time. You got to win three and six in December. So again, it's not where you start. You start out strong and you sputter out. I'd rather be heading into the playoffs, into the postseason with momentum, not barely hanging on by your fingertips. Three and six in December, one and four in January, four and 10 overall. Unacceptable. And then you got Tua. What are they going to do with him? Fifth-year option has been exercised. He's guaranteed almost $24 million next year. I don't think they're going to sign him long-term. I think Ross is going to give Tua, McDaniel, and Greer one more year to work this out. Then they're going to go back to the drawing board and rebuild again. Tua's 10 and 11 in December and January. That's his record. And when it counts against really good teams, his passer rating shows how inefficient he is. So this year against the Ravens, almost 72, just under 72 quarterback rating. Against Buffalo, a 63. And against KC yesterday, 64. 64. So to be an elite quarterback like a Mahomes, you need to deliver the wins. For Tua to be considered an elite quarterback, to warrant paying him $250 million for 10 years, he has to deliver. 10 and 11 in December and January is not delivering. A quarterback rating of 63-64, your last couple of games, season on the line literally and against Buffalo and against Kansas City, that's not delivering. You got to deliver. They'll pay him 24, 25 million next year, 50-year option. I think both McDaniel and Tua have some work to finish. They're going to be given another opportunity. We'll see what happens in the 24 season. But if they don't go deep into the playoffs, I'm talking championship round. It's not good enough to win just one playoff game next year. You first off, you better make the playoffs. Get to that championship round. If you don't get there, it's a failure. When you're in your third year of a three-year program, a three-year window, you just can't have one step. You got to have a giant leap to keep the momentum and make it a successful season. So I think Greer, McDaniel, Tua will be back next year. Hopefully their draft, their free agent signings, their contract structuring all comes together and they have a successful season next year. And if they don't, it's just the same old Dolphins for me. And that'll do it for another episode here on the Back It Up Binge podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Please make sure to hit that follow button here on Spotify. Please head over to YouTube. Hit the subscription button there. Appreciate you tuning in. JB out. Back it up with JB.